Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the A Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host for the show, Dr. Lino Martinez. Oh yeah. Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the Little Less Fear podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lino Martinez. I am super duper excited and very honored to interview Rich Lewis, which is who is the author of the book Sitting with God. His handle is at Twitter. His Twitter handle is at richlewis01. His IG is at rich underscore lewis3. And you can also find his information on www.silenceteaches.com. Welcome to my show, Rich Lewis. Great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I'm really, really interested in this because I meditate every day. And something that you that I was looking at your profile and it really caught me was that you said that... Um, uh, let's see here. I want to quote you exactly how you say, I help people become their true self. And that's, that's how I feel. And that's what I'm hoping to do as well with my podcast and my book and stuff. And I mean, I'm looking up to you with this because you're far ahead of me with this. So I'm really have some questions on how you help people become their true self. Sure. Sure. Uh, bring them on. That, that's, yeah. That's bring help, them on. Bring yeah, them on. And that's help. That's help. That's help your community. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do it. So how do you do this? Let's say somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, Rich, um, I have I have no drive in life. I don't know what I want to do. I'm unhappy with my job. I'm unhappy in my relationships. I don't I can't even I don't even know who I am. How do you even begin? Um, well, I guess, you know, I would introduce them to a meditation practice such as centering prayer. So you said you meditate and there's all kinds of meditation practices. So yes. centering prayer is is a form of, of, of meditation. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And it's, it's really a practice and a relationship with God where you're, during it, you're opening to the presence and actions of God within and you're connecting to your true self. Mm-hmm. And, and you can connect to your true self through centering prayer. And I'm sure you, you probably do the same thing through whatever form of meditation you do. Yes. So... Would it be help, helpful if I just described what centering prayer is? Because people probably Please. wonder what the yeah, heck is Yeah, because I think prayer. that a lot of people, um, <laughs> a lot of people, they think that prayer means you have to chant or that you have to say um, customary stuff or depending on what religion they're on, they have to say Hail Marys or whatever it is. But centering prayer from what I, what I read on your profile is different. It's more of like your personal relationship with God. So give us some examples of centering prayers. Sure. So Centering Prayer has been around since the early 1970s. It was created actually by three Trappist monks, so three Catholic priests in the early 1970s. As a result, they saw a lot of like transcendental meditation going on, and they wanted something for the Christian community. So they created Centering Prayer in the early 1970s. And it, what it is, is it's considered meditation, but also a relationship with God. And how you do it is is simple as you you it has four guidelines as they call it or four steps you sit comfortably with your eyes closed and then to begin your and and it's wordless prayer so you're not talking you're not chanting to begin your wordless prayer where you're not saying anything or actually even thinking anything you introduce a word interiorly so you're not saying it you're just thinking the word so it might be beach or ocean 
or Jesus or God, whatever word, one, two or three syllable word, you interiorly say this word, you're not speaking it, you interiorly think the word to begin your practice, signifying that you're opening to the presence and actions of God within. And then really whenever you begin engaging your thoughts, what I mean by that is whenever you think about what you did before your sit, or you begin planning what you're going to do after you get up from your sit, you let go of those thoughts and planning and plotting that you're doing, reintroduce that word to bring you back to the present moment, and then you let go of that word too. So you're constant. So really, whenever, whenever you plan and plot and engage your thoughts, you reintroduce that word and then let go of it. So sometimes you don't have to use the word, you naturally bring yourself back. But essentially that's what you're doing the whole time of the practice is just letting go of you and your thoughts and ideas and opening to the present moment, opening to life, opening to God within throughout the entire duration. So if, if you choose 10 minutes, you're doing this for 10 minutes. I love how you give imagery as an example, because I think I, I feel that a lot of people mistaken don't think about anything as in and, and a lot of people say, well, how can I not think about anything? But you're you're introducing imagery, which is amazing, because then that's where the connection begins. Right. So you can you and, and you as this and it's really you're using whatever sacred method makes sense for you. So you can use kind of a word into you can use a picture. I actually yeah. kind of use a picture, an image to bring myself back, but I'm thinking it interiorly. I'm, I'm not looking at it. You can use your breath or some people are afraid they'll fall asleep while they do centering prayer. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people so they'll do. open with their eye. They'll, they'll practice with their eyes open and stare at a right. spot to, to kind of keep them focused. Uh -huh. So you can pick the method that works best for you. But just use the same method the whole time. Don't use your breath one time and then the next time you during the same sit, use a word and then and then change the word because then you're going to spend all your time thinking about what's my next sacred method. When you so to keep it simple, use the same method through the through the prayer time. And then if you decide, you know what, I didn't like that word or I didn't like that image, pick yeah. something else for the next one. Sit uh -huh. you do. And then what comes after that? So you, um, you, you get this image in your head and then you're finally comfortable. You're, you don't have any more anxiety. You're, you're settled down. What happens after you have that image? Nothing. I mean, and, and that's, people get confused. They're like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? You're not supposed to be doing anything. You're supposed to just continuously let go of your thoughts and your emotions or any interior images you have. The whole idea is just to, it's, you're completely letting go during this sit and opening to the presence and actions of God within and letting God act in you at a deeper level. I think of it as a reverse prayer. God is praying in me during this time and God knows what God, God knows what I need. So we might be praying for giving me inner peace or, or inner calm or, right. or wisdom for tasks or nudges to get out of my comfort zone and try and do new things. So mm -hmm. your job is really to show up and let go and just trust the process, trust God during this sit. Um, should people have like an intention before they go into this meditation? Like my intention is to um, be able to do this more, or my intention is to be able to help people, or my intention is to not be depressed anymore. Should there be an intention before, set before, or just go into it and see what type of messages you receive um, during the um, centering prayer? 
I mean, really the only intention, but you're not focusing on it, is just I intend to open to the presence and actions of God within, and how I'm going to do that is I'm going to use my sacred method whenever I engage my thoughts and emotions. So that's really your, your intention really is I'm trusting God and I'm opening to God. So I'm just getting myself out of the way. And whenever I have a thought or I'm planning or plotting, as I said, I'm going to let go of it and come back to God. So, that, so that's really your, your intention is, is that I'm my, right now I'm just sitting with God or sitting with life or sitting with my higher power or whatever you might want to refer to it as and just trust, trust the higher power, trust God and let go of me. I love then, that. I love that, Rich, because I, I feel that so many people, especially nowadays with, um, with social media and everything, and people are just on the go and they don't give themselves that silent time. And silence, I, I know how you were saying, I was looking at your, on your profile, you were saying how silence can trans transform you. And I can't agree with you more. Um, I just, just a quick story. I had lost my voice for two, two years because I have a, a progressive genetic disease. And when I lost my voice and I couldn't talk, I had an atypical paralysis of my vocal cords. Um, I became really depressed, but it was within that depression of silence that I actually became my strongest self. And I made, I, I made sure to, to tell my higher self, to tell God, to tell the spirit guides, everybody. I said, if my voice comes back, I promise to use it for a good purpose. And sure enough, it was through that silence that I found answers and other doors started opening for me. It wasn't just a coincidence either. It was sitting in silence that my life completely changed for the best. Give us an example on how that happened to you. Um, I mean, I guess I've noticed I've been practicing centering prayer since June of 2014, as, as much as possible, twice a day for 20 minutes. So wow, that's a long time. I've, I mean, I've just noticed how it, and it's not that meditation is changing me, it's God. So God heals and transforms you during this time. So when I look at my life before that and after that, I, I see huge differences. I, mean, I, I right. see a, a more confident person. I see a person or I feel more, much more confident. I'm more, much more excited to live life. Um, and, and it birthed, you know, it birthed the book. I mean, it birthed the idea of writing a book and, and sharing centering prayer as, as a, as a practice wow. that can help people. You know, it, it birthed the, my silence teaches.com website and the work that I'm doing now, such as teaching it at churches or teaching it to ministers or spiritual directors or speaking with to different groups. So it really, and, and, and it's birth one-on-one -on -one coaching, helping people one-on-one -on -one that want to start a practice or go deeper in their existing practice. So I've trusted God and God has nudged me and turned, you know, my website from just a weekly meditation into, you know, a book, um, coaching and teaching and be excited to see what else God nudges me to do. I'm sure there's, I'm sure God's not done with me yet. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Did you find any complications um, when you were going to other like religious sanctions as far as the, the book and sitting with God and the introducing, even putting the word meditation in here? Did you get any heads bunting at all? From just from people that are reading it, or I'm trying to understand your question. No, when you when you physically went to like churches and oh, okay. different, yeah, different institutions, that they at all say, "Hey, that's this is not how we practice." Did you get anything like that? So, well, so it's not it's not a common way to to practice. Most people think of prayer um, that aren't familiar with it. They think of it as you have to talk verbally, 
Right. Or, or you need to recite something. Exactly. So they don't, they don't think of it as prayer. So that would be the only, that was kind of where they would look at me to say, is this really prayer? And I, mm -hmm. and I could share, you know, Jesus, this type of prayer goes back to Jesus. If you think about it, he often went off alone to be by himself. True. And we don't think he always talked. We thought he just sat with God. He didn't need to always talk. Sometimes he just sat with God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus fasted. And if you're going to fast, you need to conserve your right. energy. You can't talk and, and babble. <laughs> you, and, and, and use and, up all that energy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I like remind them. I mean, this type of prayer is just not known, but it goes all the way back to Jesus. And it's mostly, I guess, what we can call in the Eastern churches eastern christianity versus western western and eastern sort of split i don't know if it was back in the 1100s or 1200s mm -hmm. so this type of contemplative practice stayed in the eastern church but the western church didn't do this type of practice so it's not known it's getting more known but it's not known as as a as a form of prayer so they say this isn't prayer this is new agey this isn't really a relationship with god when the truth is no this goes all the way back to jesus Thousands and it's of years ago and it's in the bible i mean be still and know i'm god and there's a lot of references to silence in the bible um that people don't realize and now than ever before, people need to practice silence for sure, being within themselves and finding that power within more right. than ever before. Because if you think about it, the, the, you know, the posture of centering prayer is you're letting go with your sacred method and opening to God. And then you, you as you continue to practice, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, you, you sort of that same posture happens outside of your centering prayer time right. where you'll, you'll learn to let go of things that don't help you and that don't serve you and then hone in and focus on the things that do. So you, you really, without realizing it, integrate your centering prayer with your everyday life. Naturally. It, it, it helps you. It helps you, you know, as I say, silence teaches us who we are. It clearly teaches us, you know, what steps I need to take today, what actions I need to take today. It also teaches me when I need to be quiet and I'm, and not take action because sometimes that's the best action or sometimes right, some, exactly. someone else is better. Someone else might be better suited for the action. I might think I'm an expert at something and someone else is a little bit better at it than me. So they should handle it. So it, it is a great teacher as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree with you 100%. I also love how you said um, it does not replace other forms of prayer. It complements them. Right. I like, and I like to remind people of that. By all means, don't stop your other forms of prayer. You know, add it to your existing forms of prayer. And, and, I, and I practice you know, prayer verbally, um, and, and I journal. I like to journal, so, and I like to talk out loud. So I, I don't just practice centering prayer, and I tell people that. Don't stop your other forms of prayer. You know, enrich it and complement it, with, it. With, with it. What type of journaling do you do? Um, I like to do, I guess before I go to bed, I just like to do gratitude. So I'll jot down things. I'll, I'll look back at the day and just jot down what was I really grateful for today. Oh, yeah. And then I also like to jot down, you know, one, two, three things that I think I need to do tomorrow that, are, that I want to make sure I do tomorrow. So it's, it's sort of some quick journaling before I go to bed just so that I can go to bed with gratitude and go to bed thinking about, well, what are one or two tasks or three tasks that I think I should really do tomorrow and, 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 
and focus on. So I do that type of journaling. And then, it, and then sometimes when I'm, re and, and I do another thing called affirmations, where I like to, affirmations to me are single sentences of goals that I want to do, whether it's in my health or mental health or physical health or family or career or related to my website, you know, things I, that I want to do. And then actually what I like to do is I, I read them periodically throughout the day, but I read them before I do my centering prayer sit and let them go to God and let them brew with God because I like to think of it as I'm partnering with God on these things. And I, and I don't want to, they're not just me, it's, it's something I partner with God on. So then if I continue to feel you know, excited about them and an inner peace and calm about them, yeah, and they should get me out of my comfort zone. I should... I, and they don't, and then as long as they don't harm me or harm others, I keep moving forward on them. So that's what I call my true self affirmations and my true self barometer that I'm every day looking at this list. So I like to read them before I do my sits. And then I actually like to read them before I go to bed and kind of let them rest in God and, and, and brew with God as, as we fall asleep together. <laughs> hey, Rich, I have a question. Um, sometimes sure. I find myself because I've seen how enriched my life, the, using your word enriched because that's, that's the perfect word for it, how, how much centering prayer has changed my life for the best. And when I see people suffering around me and I talk to them about like silent or meditation or prayer or, or being closer to a higher being or by higher self, whatever it is that other people might, however they might define it. I find some resistance like, well, I don't need to pray or I don't need to meditate or I mean, how do you navigate against people who say they don't need to do that? Um, I mean, I guess I, you can kind of talk to them what, you know, what is on their mind and what's weighing on their mind. You, you can share how it has helped you. And, mm. and then I also like to like some people, I like to tell them there, there's many practices. So I've where I've had some people where I've talked, worked with, and they'll determine, you know what, I'm not sure centering prayer is the right practice for me. And we do a bunch of talking and they're like, I think I need, I need more of a mantra, something that I'm saying over and over again. Oh, wow. So I'll actually introduce them to a different practice. So there's a practice called Christian meditation where okay. you're interiorly saying a mantra over and over again. Could so, you give us an example of one of those mantras? Um, I mean, I think you can just pick any word you want. I mean, I think that Mar Maranatha or something, they, I think they say a, a common word over and over again, but you okay. could probably, you could really just pick a word and say yeah. it over and over again. But so I could just say like love and then just right. um, close my eyes. Do I, re do I, would I say that out loud or would I just close my eyes and think of the word love or just say the word love in my head? Actually, I think you could do either. I mean, I think Christian mm -hmm. meditation does it silently, but there's nothing wrong with chanting because I, I've, I went to a Buddhist um, uh, temple once and they, mm -hmm. do, they do chanting and they're saying the same thing over and over yeah. again for, for 10 or 15 minutes. So, that's all, so I like to tell people if you find like centering prayer doesn't work for you, mm -hmm. there's many practices and I try to share with them you know, another practice that might work for them. But then I, I just encourage them, try it for 30 days and just see see what happens. And then if you feel like this is something that works for you and resonates with you, I like to tell them to stick with it and, and dig, dig deep in this well and, and see what happens. So I love I, that. Cause also on a chemical level in the brain, you're rewiring your brain to think a certain way and to have this really healthy mental habit and adapt yourself in a more productive way by literally just thinking about one thing over and over, over and over. That's really amazing. Right. And the other thing, 
people say, I don't have time. So yeah, that's another one. I get a lot of that. I don't have time. I'm like, (laughs) wait a minute, five minutes a day, 10 minutes. Really? Like what? So two things I'll say, I'll say one, I said the best time is first thing in the morning. So make the time in the morning. So if you've decided it's, I'm just starting and I'm going to take baby steps, get up five minutes early and do it. And then mm-hmm. as you, you know, if you increase it to 10 minutes or 20 minutes, then you just get up that amount of time earlier, start your day with your silent prayer, your meditation or your center and prayer practice. Um, for me, that's the best way. And then I always encourage people to add a second sit during the day. And that's where they'll say, I don't have time. And I'll argue it actually has a way of giving you back time. Because again, as I talked about earlier, centering, you know, so centering prayer helps you let go of the things that are making you not even serving you anymore. You. So you're so making room for more. I have found that it gives me back time because I take a second sit and then my second half of the day finishes stronger because I stopped and centered myself and reconnected with life. So it actually gives you back time and makes you more productive, but you have to do it for yourself to to experience it. I love that. Oh my goodness. You're pumping me up. (laughs) You're pumping me up. Thank you so much. You know, I mean, everybody has a bad day. Sometimes we're not feeling so energetic. Sometimes we want to sleep all day. Maybe some people have pain. How do you stay motivated? Um, well, I guess centering prayer can help, but, but it's movement too. I mean, I, like if you're really, I think mm-hmm. the best thing for um, depression is, is movement. You got to get up and move, whether it's take a walk or do huh. something more rigorous to get your heart beating. So whether it's a brisk walk, or even if you're going <laughs> to do jumping jacks for a couple minutes. Yeah. So I definitely say movement, movement, change of, of scenery, a nice walk somewhere for 10, 15, 20 minutes, um, a movie, something to yeah. change, something to change the, the mood, but definitely movement, movement and exercise yes. are, are much needed and they really can help you. Absolutely. Thank you for that movement for sure. And um, how have relationships changed in your life since you started this in 2014, 2013, 2014? I can see how personally you can grow, but how have your relationships differed now that you have this different way of centering yourself? I would say I'm just a better listener. I'm, I'm more patient and I'm a better listener because a lot of times we're thinking about what we're going to say instead of really listening. So I think I'm better True. at listen. I'm better at listening to people. I'm better at just not reacting and not because many times people don't necessarily want your opinion or they don't want a tip from you. They right. just want you. To, they want you to listen. So I think I'm I'm better at keeping the mouth closed and just listening. And then even asking questions to say, I want to make sure I understand why you're feeling that way or how that made you feel. They don't, like even with my wife, she doesn't necessarily want, she just wants to know I'm listening. She doesn't want Mm -hmm. my tips and she doesn't want my advice. She just wanted me to listen to her. Yeah, I get that often, especially (laughs) being a podcaster where I always want to talk or give someone advice. And and it happens to me often where people are like, "Just, just listen. And I'm like, okay, you know, and then I just, and then they feel better afterwards. And it's interesting, like sometimes maybe that's not the way that I need to release things. And I do mine a little more silently, or I, I also write or write things down, but somebody else may need to literally verbalize it or spill it out. Right. And listen, yeah, just, just listening and holding it for them for a while. Yeah. That's so it's sure. definitely helped me in that aspect where I'm just 
fully present for people more so than I was before centering prayer. So I think just being fully present with someone is all is all people want from you at times. That's beautiful. That's the, that's the most beautiful thing you can do is be present. Right, right. And I'm still a work in progress, but and that's probably all I want from other people. If I have something weighing sure. on my mind, I don't. I just want them to listen. I don't necessarily want them to tell me what to do. I just want them to listen. Awesome. Well, you know what? This has been an amazing interview. I can't believe how fast it's gone. I just, I feel like we can talk about this forever. And I'm really looking forward. I'm going to get a copy of your book, of course. And I hope I can get your autograph, <laughs> your autograph sure, sure. someday. You said you've been <laughs> out here. You're actually from uh, Philadelphia. I almost said Pennsylvania, P Philadelphia. Right. Philadelphia, I mean, well, I'm, in, I'm yeah. in Ambler, Pennsylvania, which is just north of Philadelphia. Just oh, okay, great. 15 miles so north of Philadelphia. And I know you're out on the West Coast, so Pasadena. So Yeah, and we're having sim similar attempts over here as well. Thank right. you so much for your time. Um, this has been amazing, really motivating, um, awakening. And I'm really looking forward to reading your literature and practicing everything that you've said. Thank you so much for your time, Rich. This has been amazing. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And, and uh, hopefully this was uh, helpful for your community. Oh, extremely helpful. Are you kidding me? Of course it has been. Thank you so much. And God bless you. Thank you. You too.